0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: That's right, episode 78 of Draped and Gold comes to you live from YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. I just love saying that when I think about professionalism, I think about this program. Hey, hello boys here. Oh, you can either see me or hear me on the podcast space, the video podcast space, but of course, as always, I am not alone. I'm being joined by the broadcast journalist himself, the commentator himself, the mobile DJ himself, the man of the hour. Himself. You may have heard of him, Champion Wrestling Hollywood, or even Santino Brothers, but I know this guy as being the pillar of the Mac podcast, a Spotify original presented by The Ringer every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast. Please welcome the real
0: Jack Farmer you are too good at introing me uh, i'm not actually the man of the hour there's another fella by that goes by that moniker but ooh, ooh, ooh. i appreciate <laughs> the kind words it's uh yeah i appreciate all the all. The, I, I gotta figure out nice things to say about you what are you working on
1: <laughs> absolutely nothing i just told you before we went live i we went driving around town looking for a cup that's that's been the highlight for the past day and a half for me <laughs> Oh man! So well, Draped to Gold is live, Jack. How you doing, bro? Like, tell me how life is going outside of wrestling, just you personally as a human being, with the blood, with the heart, with the soul.
0: You know. Yeah, it's as I'm sure the world is aware. It's a pretty crazy time as of recording this, but um, you know, I'm things are all well, all things considered, on my in my neck of the woods. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, crazy, crazy times.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, hey, Marie is in here saying. Hi, Bubbly Jack. Today's my birthday. Well, it's your birthday. I did not get you anything. Jack probably got you something. You put my name on it. Don't worry about it. It was from him and I. You'll probably enjoy it.
0: Enjoy. It's in the mail. If you don't get it, someone probably stole it off the porch. Um... Uh- Awkward. (laughs) Uh,
1: NXT UK rolls on. Uh, I was kind of disappointed a little bit. I thought that there would be an announcement of a prelude, maybe next week, maybe not at all. But I know as we roll into uh, the WrestleMania season, we have Stand and Delivers coming back. We'll get to that just a bit later. But that aside there, Jack Farmer, our main event was an instant classic as my boy, Smith and Cart. Took at the task of Mustache Mountain. And even though there were some shenanigans with the rope, my boys showed and proved they are deserving of being in that championship slot. Jack Farmer, besides the shenanigans of an ending. Thoughts about the match?
0: The match itself was fantastic. I thought this was one of the better tag team matches that they've had on NXT UK in a while. And I think that's saying something. I thought both teams were great. The tag team work was great. I was thinking to myself that it was awesome to see two teams that have been teaming for so long together go at it and have such a high-stakes matchup. The match itself, I thought it it checked every box, everything you want from a championship match, everything you want from a main event. Uh, But I got to give you a little bit of a I told you so.
1: Ooh. You told me a lot of things. You said my Uh, side's mountain isn't as good as they were. You said it was Ashton Carter's time, Ashton Smith's time.
0: I've said for a long time now that you can't trust Trent Seven. I told you that he this did. team was no good. I told you that they're no good Knicks, that they their, their true colors were going to show here, and they did. And you saw what Trent Seven did. He's always been a sneaky guy. Oh, going all the way <laughs> back to when Tyler Bate was the Heritage Cup champion, and he cost him the Heritage Cup and then suddenly got him into this tag team situation. Trent Seven, he's a no good Nick. And we saw it today, and it cost your boys the match. My boy. Now I
1: hate to say this because I have to defend the guy, but isn't this what the Jack Farmer method is? Isn't it by win by any means necessary? Are you going to say that he did what he had to do to protect his interests? Is that a bad thing?
0: I'm saying this is a guy who has been teasing retirement for so long, yet he's holding on to this final strand instead of letting the best show through. Trent Seven did the right thing i'm proud of him
1: <laughs> okay that said i didn't think Mustache Mountain was going to walk away still the tag team champions not to say that they can't do it but i see the trajectory of smith and carter we're just untouchable do they get a rematch or is it a back of the line situation
0: i have a feeling that a rematch is going to be on the way because i have a feeling that tyler bait is going to watch the tape and i have a feeling tyler bait is going to see what happened, and I have a feeling Tyler Bate is going to want to win the right way. Now, if I was managing Mustache Mountain, I'd say, you did win. Leave it alone. Why Why risk it? Stop. Don't give him a rematch. But Tyler Bate's the kind of guy I think is going to watch the tape, see what happened, and want to give Ready and Forward another opportunity.
1: Every time I think you're a nice guy, you do something like that. Why do you do that, Jack? Why are you such a natural heel?
0: I just look, I try to win. It's, it's about winning flow though. It's not nothing else.
1: Yeah. So who do you blame here in the situation, right? If if there's anyone to point a finger at, is it the fact that it got to be that situation where Asher Smith was so close to the ropes? Was it because that mummy mustache man underestimated their opponents? Is it something that would happen differently if there was a second go around?
0: I think if you were to blame someone for the loss here, the person you have to blame or the people you have to blame are Smith and Carter. Because at the end of the day, this is a tag team match. And that means you have to have your eyes on more than one person. And yeah, he got the foot on the rope, but he didn't have his eye on where Trent seven was and wasn't thinking about what if my foot gets pushed off the rope. Now I know in a perfect world, people would say you you shouldn't have to think about those things. You shouldn't have to worry about those things. But as we know, this is pro wrestling. You got to have your eye on both people at both times. And, he took his eye off the ball.
1: Well, you know what? I was actually watching the match, and I had a feeling that it wasn't going to go my boys' way, but I still want to show my support by buying a T-shirt. And guess what? A T-shirt still does not exist on www.shop.com. NXT UK has been on TV how many years? Four years now? Help a brother out. Put some merch on the merch shop. That's my little
0: rant soapbox. Thing. What merch do they have for UK? They have the, the, the soccer kit. They have the NXT logo UK logo.
1: That's it. There used to be a separate like NXT UK shop, and then because it was on custom tees, which basically is our print to order division. And when they closed that part down, it's pretty much anyone who's crossed over to NXT has something. Pete Dunne or Gunther has things, but I can't get an Ashton Carter shirt. I can't get a Stevie Turner shirt. Sorry, Arson Smith not Ashley Carter. Ashley <laughs> Smith yeah. shirt. Uh, I can't get a Stevie Turner shirt. It's like, what? I want to support man. I want to make sure that Zay Books doesn't call her daddy. Like that's why I want to make sure they are happy and satisfied. So it's kind of frustrating.
0: Do they have like their own shops? Maybe you can find on uh what are the like pro wrestling tees or what a maneuver or any of those other if you guys listen job. right
1: now, let me know in the chat below because I have scoured uh, some of the talent that has their own like progress shops can have some, but as far as like the contracted full time UK talent, haven't seen them quite yet. Uh, but mm-hmm. again, please lead me in, in a way that will help me out because I want to support my boys. I want to support anyone doing this craft over there in Jolly Old. Yeah. Uh, this one here wasn't really much wrestling heavy. A lot of promo packages are happening backstage, which is great. That's how you build the world. Uh, definitely a a slower edition of NXT UK, but that's not necessarily meaning bad or anything. Because we've got a lot of good stuff from the story standpoint. Let's talk about that Mako of more championship celebration, which was pretty cool. Kind of an odd time to have one, and we now know why. Because a final boss has a final boss, and we went totally into a different dimension. Jack Farmer, weeks ago, we were talking about who was the presumptive number one contender. You told me, Jenny, but it was looking more and more like a Tyler Dawn.
0: Well, I want to talk about the fact that there's a lot of promo packages on this episode. This felt like there should be a lot of promo packages on this episode, because I think that they've had a lot of real wrestling heavy matches and we've sort of seen a lot of the matches play out. Now you've got to give us a reason to come see other matches. And that's what they did. It was perfectly timed. Isla Dawn going right after the final boss, Mako Sadamora. And I don't know what's more frightening. The fact that the Isla Dawn is better at taking things from people than anyone else. And therefore Mako Sadamora has to be worried about her title or the fact that when Isla Dawn had the chance to take the title, she instead took the roses. It's it's something that, as we've seen, every time Isla Dawn takes something, it's almost like she gets more powerful and she's been getting on a win streak and now she's taken from the champion. I have to believe that she might be unstoppable at this point.
1: To be fair, those flowers were beautiful. I mean, I would go for it too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: they, were, they were really nice. I well, think Andy I, Shepard did a great job.
1: He sure is him in a shop. Like, oh, which would I get for the final boss? Uh, right. okay, so we talk about the women's division, it, it's all shifted this flat. We got people being heated up. We see even Turner last week, and and Ginny's nowhere to be found. Isla Dawn leapfrogs everyone to the top. I understand Miko Sadamura is a fighting champion, she's willing to take on anyone, but to steal a little thing from Ilya Dragunov elsewhere in the program, you kind of have to work your way up to the top, don't you? You don't get just to show
0: up, slap the champ, and just get granted a title match. Isn't that what she's been doing? She's been getting wins. She's she had a loss streak, I'll give you that, but she started mm-hmm. stealing stuff. And then when she oh, stuff, she became more powerful. Duh. She, the energy of the items she stole to absorb the strength of her opponents, of course. And slowly she's been getting wins. And now she's possibly at peak power.
1: The most sound logic you ever employed. Uh, you're right. I have nothing, <laughs> nothing to counteract.
0: I mean, I'm not going to argue with magic and witchcraft. Are you?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not. No, that'd be the last thing I ever do. No, but, but I want to say this: if you're at a head of the swivel, I feel like a final boss a year ago would even got or let Isla Dawn get that close. Well, this would be an interesting opportunity to have a new champion when it's all said and done.
0: This very well could be a new champion. Like I said, Isla Dawn's more powerful, more powerful than she's ever been, and. Mako Satomura, you're right. She's been champion for almost a year now, and she's had a match with just about everyone in that locker room. She's kind of gone through everybody, which sounds really cool until you realize those miles on the road start to wear on you. Those miles of defense after some of the toughest opponents out there are going to start to wear you down. And whether or not you think Isla Dawn's a threat or I think Isla Dawn's a threat or whatever is going on with her stealing things and becoming more powerful. This might be the time that Mako has finally had too much.
1: So, this is why I say this uh, you know, a lot of times, or I say a lot of times recently, it tends to be Challenger challenges the champion, loses first time, Challenger challenges the rematch, gets it the second time. Now, we've been watching NXT UK for about what year and a half, almost episode 78, two years now, almost two years now. Uh, that's I great. Lived- yeah, I know, right? This pandemic is crazy. I used to be so much younger, and my hair was like, you know, like more full and volume. Whatever, that's the point. Uh, Isla Dawn faced Mako Satomura, and I have it here, on February 11th, 2021. So this could technically be that second match. That's why I'm a little concerned for Mako Satomura. Am I just reading too much in the tea leaves?
0: I think sometimes we get caught up too much in the how many matches they've had before, and keeping track of things that don't matter. I think that Isla Dawn is a completely different person than she was back in February of 2021. I think Mako Satamora is as well. I think the fact that Isla Dawn has a chance to win this match has nothing to do with the fact they've had a match before. I think they're just both in different places. I think, like I said, Mako's had a lot of defenses has taken a lot of beatings in defending that title. And while it seems like she's been getting weaker, Isla Dawn's been getting stronger.
1: Speaking about getting stronger, the pre-appearance of your boy, Symbiosis, hanging out in a nondescript channeling fence, talking about life and quoting The Alchemist? I have no idea what's going on. I guess Eddie Dennis has Pinterest. Symbiosis, upset the win-loss record, want to get back on their winning ways, Jack, but are they close or are they further than ever before?
0: This is what I've been saying about Eddie Dennis for a long time. You always hem and haw about the fact that sometimes they don't win, and I always say it's a chess game. He's He said, with the arrow, you got to pull it back to shoot it forward. And he's absolutely right. And how coincidental. I'm reading The Alchemist as we speak. Well, I should say I started reading it, and then I put it down, and I haven't picked it up in like a month and a half. It's like reading
1: a Nitro book. It's thick as heck.
0: But, but I, <laughs> <laughs> technically, it's the book I'm reading right now. <laughs> technically. <laughs> Even though, it was, I think it was the holidays I was visiting my parents. I stopped reading it, and I haven't picked it back up. and anyways, <laughs> sidetrack. It's on my nightstand as we speak. And I'm halfway through it. Half That's a battle. So, this is what i've been saying I, I think that he's been getting his team ready he's been toughening them up he i just watched the movie blood sport and when you look at Jean claude van damme and his training most of it mm-hmm. is just his sensei beating the crap out of him to toughen him up i think eddie dennis has just been toughening up symbiosis and now they're almost ready and i think That Mustache Mountain retaining may have been the worst thing they could have done because symbiosis is coming back stronger than ever.
1: So right after that, there was that little uh, vignette out in the woods. Do you think those two are related? Is that the repairs of the wild boar? Was that something else entirely? Were those two segments linked, do you think?
0: It wouldn't surprise me if the wild boar may be coming back to add strength and numbers to symbiosis, Eddie Dennis always has a trick up his sleeve, and that trick might be the wild boar.
1: Well, I've got of cool. Go watch them back together after having them kicked out and cold and all that jazz. But it's fine. I mean,
0: Eddie Dennis again. He's smart. Maybe he's looking around. And he's seeing D Familia. Maybe he's looking around and seeing Gallus. Maybe he's looking around and seeing that there's a lot of groups that have three people, and he's realizing that he needs to add another gun to the arsenal.
1: Let's talk about the Familia. you know again the most offensive thing about that group is that their beat does not drop into the theme song Rohan Raja, which for I understand is the son of Indian parents that was raised in Canada no born in Canada, raised in Australia, hanging with the German Taoman in this group against Danny Jones in a match that really showed the Familia's brutality with Charlie Dempsey getting involved after the match that had his own fallout but hot take. I was actually more impressed with Danny Jones in this outing. I was with Rohan Raja. Is that weird?
0: I got to put you on blast. You say that about Danny Jones every time. Yeah, I do. Danny Jones? No,
1: I'm actually more a Josh Morell guy. But yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> Josh Morell. Josh Morell. Josh,
0: Morell. Josh Morell and Danny Jones. They teamed, right? Did they team? I think they once.
1: <laughs> they got killed by Dave Massive one time,
0: I believe. Yeah. But Danny Jones was great. I took that note, too. He's a tough dude. He, he took a beating. He dished out some stuff as well. But... He was. He found himself in a tough spot, and a lot of times I would give someone a hard time about having match with De Familia in the first place. But when you're Danny mm-hmm. Jones, you're sort of in a situation where you got to take the matches you can get. And he unfortunately found himself across from Raja, I, who, by the way, looked great. De Familia looked great. This he looked yeah. great in this match. But you're right, Danny Jones should be proud of the fact that he showed some toughness today.
1: Do you think you get recruited if you were Teoman, or you pretty much could do three of them?
0: I, at this point, would hold off. Okay, I think, I mean, If you're D-Familia, I think right now you want the cream to r- rise to the top, and you're looking at you- who's the top, not the people who are fighting to still find their place on the roster, if that makes sense.
1: Well, someone close to the top is A-Kid. that had a few choice words for Charlie Dempsey after the matchup. I don't know. He was a little disappointed in Golo Junior Regal, but aligned himself with Tiamon. What's wrong with that?
0: Yeah, A-Kid asked him, he said, I thought you were better than that. And I've got news for you, A-Kid. Dempsey is better than that. The only reason he kicked him is because that was the easiest thing. Dempsey could have tied him up into knots, could have picked him up and slammed him, could have used a weapon. It's just easier to kick him. So, yeah, he is better than kicking. He just chose the easiest option.
1: He's become a member of a gang. Charlie Dempsey told me, he told me, pure athlete, so great. And now he's a guy in the back of a crowd. Tsk,
0: tsk, Now, I think he was, A-Kid was referring to the fact that he kicked he kicked Danny Jones. And I think A-Kid was saying, you could have done some cooler moves. That, that's what he was saying? I think that's what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think A-Kid was like, couldn't you do like a moonsault DDT? I like to do those. And Dempsey <laughs> was saying, no, I don't want to get sweaty. I'm just going to kick him i just imagine that's what this this came down to that's what they were talking about
1: (laughs) hey you'd beat him up with flair bro um (laughs) we we gotta move on elsewhere in tag team faction ranks looks like massive and stars are kind of getting back into the groove of things but at the expense of the former nxt united Kingdom champions pretty deadly i actually forgot about pretty deadly it's been a long time since me seeing them i know i know i see what came over me jack uh but now they upset I have them
0: on my vision board, so I'm always thinking about Pretty Deadly.
1: What exactly is on your vision board? Let me give it a high five. and give you a massage.
0: What? Well, I don't have a picture of them giving me a massage. How would I put? How would I make I have more... my, my vision board? What,
1: what vision do you have of them? I'm just curious.
0: Side plate checking. Fair that enough. Quintessential Pretty Deadly. The side plate check. This. How? <laughs> I don't get. I don't understand how you know why, Jack, <laughs> we're supposed to be excited about. It. I don't know how Jack Stars doesn't realize he's the butt of the joke here. I don't know how he doesn't realize that we have that we have Mastiff getting him to do this stuff that, by the way, is 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 illegal i mean he's going into breaking into people's locker rooms destroying their property and then smiling about it and and not even trying to get away with it Mass is having a laugh at jack star's expense he's helping
1: them out they usually wear shirts with holes right around the chest area the chesticles all popping out
0: jack would do them a favor if jack knew what he was doing he would know they cut out both pecs flobo
1: if only Jack knew what he was doing. Someone clip that out. Please clip that out. It's to me later on. But that's fine. It's like the match is pretty much going to be on the way next week due to Sid Scalia being a, a, a paper tiger of a assistant general manager. Here's why I say this Sid Gallus and Noam Dar backstage. And apparently, Noam Dar was in his right to say these clowns don't deserve a chance. At my Heritage Cup with Sid scaliere Foles, Maybe looking at the ratings of Galls boys on top. It's going to be the Iron King Joe Coffee against Noam Dar. And also potentially Shaw Samuels against Mark Coffee. What is Sid doing out there?
0: Sid needs to toughen up. These guys, Gallows, have been running roughshod over NXT UK for so long. They've broken into numerous locker rooms. They've stolen things. They've damaged things. They've taken over TV shows. Sid needs to step up and say, guys, you can't do this. I'm thinking suspensions. I'm thinking fines. I'm thinking they should be banned from competing for the Heritage Cup, particularly since they never even compete in Heritage Cup rules in the first place. This is ridiculous. I can't believe that Noam Dar has to deal with this and now has to face this guy in a match that, one, he didn't earn. Two, he should never get because he's been doing these these horrible things backstage. Horrible. Bobo, I want you to defend Gallus and what they've been doing.
1: Well, if you don't like the way things are run, you take it up with
0: management. That's just a chain of command. We have to respect that, right? But that's what they did. And Sid is too scared to act. What do you do when management is too scared to stand up to the people that you work with? This is a situation that I don't know. Maybe Johnny Saint needs to get involved. Maybe maybe they need to go above Johnny Saint's head and call Mr. Brookside to come in and do something. Leave it to
1: you to make a wrestling match being scheduled into an HR crisis. Look, they have a championship match.
0: I'm down for it. Who do you got? In the, Noam Dar. He actually well, deserves... to complain about? He deserves to be <laughs> champion. Because I don't like the idea that Gallus is going to sully the name and the tradition of the Heritage Cup by just forcing his way in by being a hoodlum,
1: <laughs> I gotta give up the J L J Media. I love the showing of packs. One of his favorite wrestlers was in action: A melt, the French Hope, against Zaire Brooks. I, the third opponent. I took umbrage to Amel's video package. Amel made short work of Zaya Brookside, but the, chat, the chatter on Twitter is saying this may be good for Zaya. Maybe having his opportunity to leverage and leaning more into getting daddy more involved. Jack Farmer, Amel, the French hope. She's going, she's putting wins together, but Zaya Brookside seems to be going
0: in the other direction. What say you? Amel could be the champion. Brookside should. Be the champion. The thing about pro wrestling is there's a level of respect you're supposed to have for your opponent honor, if you will. Uh, you're supposed to respect people in this industry, and when you have an opponent that comes from the lineage that Zaya Brookside comes from, you should be getting more respect than what Amel was giving Zaya Brookside today. It was disgusting that she wasn't more honored to be in the ring with someone with a lineage like Brookside. And in the end, that became the difference maker, that she was being disrespectful. Amel gets a big win here. She, the French hope marches on, probably going to get a title shot, but I just feel dirty about the fact that she didn't respect Zia Brookside a little bit more. Don't you? Uh,
1: uh, what What did you want Amel to do? Ask for an autograph in the middle of a ring? Like what, what, did you, what did you want, Jack? Did-
0: for starters. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you I know mean, what?
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, a handshake, a a maybe a, a bend in the knee a little bit. That's all.
1: JLJ is actually agreeing with you. Oh, no, agreeing with me, finally. Just because you come from a linen doesn't mean you deserve all my respect. So tell that and her daddy that Zia Brooks has trash. JLJ, you... <laughs>
0: You wouldn't understand.
1: (laughs) Don't do that. He'll come to your house.
0: (laughs) He will. I'm Um, not going to hear the end of that.
1: (laughs) Before I roll on to NXT uh, Prime or 2.0 at at all, uh, any final things about NXT UK uh, this week?
0: This week, as you mentioned, not as much action in the ring, but a lot of video packages. And they set up to a massive show next week. I mean, we're getting Shaw Samuels versus Mark Coffey, it sounds like. Uh, We're getting Dragunov versus um, uh, Frazier, it sounds like. This sounds like it's going to be a very big show next week, and I don't know why, but it's felt like the past few weeks has been sort of like waiting to build to the next big show. I don't know how to explain this, but it felt like they were sort of using some stuff, and now they're getting ready to kick into high gear going into WrestleMania season. And I think it starts next week. This week's episode was all about saying, get ready because we're about to take off. This was the part of the roller coaster where you're going up the hill. I like it. It was
1: Uh, all the visual. Love the visual about that. Uh, And also I have my my money at jail, (laughs) Jake.
0: Not a chance. (laughs) oh right, yeah so- no 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 no, no, no.
1: <laughs> so before we get into nxt 2.0 uh last weekend we saw the rebirth of 205 live nxt level up not going to go through the entire thing but something to note new color scheme new host and Sudu shah which is I'll, I'll, grow, I'll grow on me i'm in a new fresh, fresh presentation pretty much the dark of nxt um before i get into my my next question jack's overall thoughts about this the end of 205 live nxt level up you're a fan you get some time to work on it the length okay what your initial feelings well
0: it's it's a bummer that we lost 205 live because i think it was cool that you had a place for certain people to showcase their talents and being a wcw guy the end of the cruiserweight era is always going to be a little bit sad for me but uh i like this i like I like the whole setup. I like the fact that it gives people who aren't going to get time on NXT 2.0 a chance to get reps in front of a TV camera. And, and that, going for AEW Dark and for this, I think is so important for wrestlers to have matches in front of a TV camera. And I know some people will say, oh, it's YouTube or, oh, it's the network. But the fact is you have to learn to perform in the ring, on TV. As you know, Flobo, because you've been at wrestling shows, you understand it's different. It's a different beast, and you need Mm -hmm. to learn how to do that. And I think it's fantastic that some of these wrestlers are going to get that opportunity, plus just a chance for more people to see them. I thought commentary was great, by the way. It was a little jarring hearing Nigel not with uh, Andy Shepard. That is just something to get used to. But uh, (laughs) it's... you know i guess it'd feel like like i i like them but it, it'd be a little bit like if you heard uh um uh, cory graves and wade barrett together like oh yeah they're, they're cool but you're like wait this is weird why are you guys talking you're um, different brands yeah i got you <laughs> uh but it was it was a really good show and i think that you had some good matchups you got to see some people like i said you don't see in the ring very often uh uh you know Faye getting a huge win over kushida that was a A massive (sighs) upset there, and I think just a sign of like you want to buy stock in a guy. That's the guy.
1: I I I popped hard because I'm a big Kushida guy, and I kind of thought it would be more of a showcase. Okay, even defeat, and he just looked pretty good. But Kim getting the win was like, okay, I guess we know where the chips are being shifted in the stock exchange level up. Uh, but also, my, I guess my main question I'm so glad to come check it out is that sometimes I guess there'd be some storyline crossover because the episode of Level Up featured Tatum Paxley team with Ivy Nile, which wasn't quite an official member of Diamond Mine. They got the win on Friday night. Let's go into NXT 2.0. Dusty Club action where they were on the losing end against Casey and Caden, and Ivy Nile choked out Tatum Paxley. Two questions I have. One, does it make sense to have storylines crossover with Level Up, knowing full well it's Friday, up against Rampage, on a network that's not really adept at uploading that week's episode on time? <laughs> and, and, and two, will people follow these characters and really buy into a character on, say, Level Up and see how they grow on 2.0, or will it be kind of like two different silos?
0: I think it can be a mix of both. I think if you're having the crossover as it did this week where – you have a tag team that teams together for the first time and then they go into the dusty cup. That's fine. I think that's great. Cause the people who do watch both shows will see the familiarity. You'll be able to get some video packages that you can use to build up certain things. But also if you didn't watch level up, you weren't watching this, this match going what Tatum Paxley, huh? Who like you, you're still fine. If that makes sense. So- um, uh,
1: a supplementary thing, a companion piece, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't recommend having something happen on there that is going to change the game. You know, like I wouldn't have a – I wouldn't have put Dolph Ziggler versus Champa on level up and then have sure. them play. it. That would have been a little bit jarring. But I think for stuff like this, I think it's good. It gives you a reason to tune in, a little bit of a payoff. Yeah, and uh, again, it gives you a chance to see someone like a Tatum Paxley perform, win, do well. I think I think that works.
1: About a month ago, you said Ivy Now is the most protected woman on the brand. Is that still the case, sir, after this loss this week?
0: I don't know if I said protected.
1: Protected. I'm That's saying it's,
0: I, I don't. I don't use. I, I don't know what you mean by protected. He's an antagonist
1: or a heel, and therefore,
0: <laughs> you know what she I mean. The strongest
1: female. Strongest woman.
0: I think absolutely. I, I think that's what made Casey and Caden so smart this week is they focused on Tatum Paxley instead of on Ivy Niles. It's and that's why Ivy, who clearly does not accept failure and obviously should not accept failure, took the loss so hard and took it out on Tatum Paxley. Uh, Tatum, I mean, it's it's a tough thing. You when you have a person who you potentially get to work with that's as good as ivy is you take it but then you also got to know that consequences are going to happen if you lose I'm, I'm watching ozark right now and it reminds me of how you can work with the mob and make a lot of money but if something goes wrong it's going to go very wrong and i think that's what happened to tatum paxley today
1: well i'll just feel like just teach you not to trust anybody at all <laughs> There be no tag team in jack's world
0: <laughs> it actually makes you look at every business and go are they laundering money probably that's what I. That's what I think about every business I see now. <laughs> like,
1: By the way, <laughs> this show is part of New Answer Entertainment. Learn more. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's let's skip the other matches. Let's go right into the into the most dubious social media moment of the week. We got the debut of Nikita Lyons. Lions. And Nikita was very good in her opening contest, but that's not what the internet's saying about Nikita. Now, on Tuesday, Macmania, our broadcast colleague, Evan T. Mac, has said, I saw one promo, sight unseen, paraphrasing. Of course, I think that she's going to be a future champion. Twitter agrees. In fact, Twitter sentiment's more like, if Nikita's on every week, we'll watch NXT more often. Jack Farmer, thoughts about Ms. Lyons, what she offers, and does everything come together from a character standpoint after seeing those vignettes?
0: What a roller coaster ride it's been for Nikita Lyons. She came in with a, there's a video package. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then another video package. I was like, okay, that was interesting. And then another one was like, okay, I just want to see her in the ring now. Then she gets in the ring. She has a match, and Twitter popped off. And that's that's the first step, right? You people are talking. People are interested. They were talking about her in a very similar way that. Twitter popped off when Jade Cargill first showed up. And I was like, who is, this? What, Tony is this? what are we watching here? Tony D'Angelo. Uh, and so I think it's very, very good. She got a win and it wasn't just a two minute thing that we didn't really get to see her. She went the distance for a little bit with uh, Kayla inlay in there. And she had some great kicks. The kicks as far as her offense go are the things that really stands out for her to me. Um, I think she's she looks different than everyone else on the roster. You're not going to confuse her with somebody else. I it's the first match, so I'm certainly not going to say that this is the the future of pro wrestling. But I think <laughs> if you're looking at like the pros and cons, she clicked all the pros.
1: Speaking of pros, is the assessment that Evan Giver being a future NXT Women's Champion apropos? Play on words.
0: Anytime someone says someone is going to be a future NXT champion, it's a really tough prediction because sometimes people go to Raw and SmackDown before that happens. Um, and so, will you're she- evading the question. Right now, what you've seen
1: is that being a far-fetched thing? Are you like, oh, no, I don't see it? Like right now, it's this week, you can always change your mind later. Do you think that she's worthy of being the NXT champion, women's champion if she were to go?
0: Is she worthy? I think. She checks the boxes too. If I was predicting, no.
1: Fair enough. I'm not trying to get you in trouble, bro. I'm just, no, no, I'm not. I, no,
0: no. I'm, I'm trying to say, like, cause when I make a prediction, I want it to be accurate. I think she has everything. The reason I say no right now is you've already got Mandy Rose. Who's the champion. And I don't think there's very many people who could take that title from her. And after her, there are a number of other people who already seem lined up to take that title. I don't know if I could see her getting to that position before she makes the move to Raw or SmackDown. I have a feeling she will be on Raw or SmackDown very, very soon. I
1: I worry about the sudden influxes of powerhouses on that brand we got the recovering Zoe always stark we have tiffany stratton we have last legend and we have nikita lions but it's not fair to her there's only one match uh props to her uh but now we're on the subject let's talk about the other dusty cup the women are now uh on full tilt on the other side of the quarterfinals kaylee ray Eosharai had a win against amari Mira uh, amari miller and last legend now I wouldn't think for a million years that Amari and Lash would be friends, but Dusty Cut can do crazy things. The match itself was yeah. pretty much standard fair. Last legend was unfortunately the losing side for their team. They're now uh, with defeat. But Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai, early favorites to win it all?
0: No. No?
1: You have the former number one contender, the former wins champion on the same side? And you're saying no?
0: I think they're both great. I think they also had a very good chance here to start working out the kinks of teamwork by being against uh Mari and Lash here in their first round. I think if they were in there with a team that maybe had more experience together, they'd be in big trouble. Uh, but I, I think that what's going to happen here, the, the issue with Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai is once the rubber meets the road, I have a feeling they're going to start leaning too far into their single... the single match success and mm-hmm. you can't do that if you want to win the dusty cup
1: other side you're gonna get more matches next week uh that's the wade barrett's pick indy hartwell and perch parada will take on dakota kai wendy Chu. and don't forget about cora jade raquel gonzalez versus Ulysses leon and valentina for rose which i think going into this valentina and Ulysses are like one of two full-time tag teams <laughs> so mm-hmm. between our Indy and Persia. So that's going to be a fun thing to watch more updates as we get it. Uh, do you have a pick to win it? Is it, is it indie as well for you?
0: My pick to win it is Casey and Caden. Spirit to take. They have the, uh, they have the tag team uh, history. They've worked together the longest. And when you look at the dusty cup this year, who were the final two teams? It was MSK and the Creed brothers, two people who or four people, two teams, who have a long history of working together and i think that that's what's going to show through in the women's dusty cut.
1: dylan Matthews says Gift king says kaylee kaylee rain eovers or Kellen core j would be the final and zoe stark turns heel we all know someone has crushes it's bad news mm-hmm. let's talk about our main event Crush- Tommaso both Trimple.
0: crushes and crutches destroying people in pro wrestling
1: it is kind of interesting. Like no one ever comes out on crutches and is always in for anything good. It's like, oh, I'm so injured ah, until today.
0: <laughs> <You know>? Right. <laughs> I think it's such an easy setup because you, when you come out on crutches, no one suspects you, but you also have a weapon ready. You know, so it's it's just a perfect setup.
1: What would hurt more, metal ones or the wood ones? I feel the wood ones would hurt more because they're thicker.
0: Yeah, and for some reason, I feel like you get a splinter somewhere in there too. <laughs> Taps out. Because <laughs> yeah. the metal ones are like aluminum, too, right? They're not yeah. really, it's not like they're actual metal, metal, right?
1: Right. Like I got, like I learned when I was researching for that international objects segment on Mac Mania, almost everything's aluminum the steps, the chairs, the poles, all of yeah. them. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Really weird. Uh, our main event Dolph Ziggler against Tommaso Champam. Well, it was 1.0 versus 2.0, but if the post-show video clips are led to believe, it could be main roster versus main roster. The match itself is pretty solid, and you know me. I'm not the biggest Tommaso Champion fan, but I was impressed. I was sport-entertained, but the show-off gets the win because Robert Roode makes a trip to Orlando. How big does this storyline go, Jack?
0: Well... I, you you phrase this very weird because you, yeah, uh, you set it up in a way that I don't think is really accurate or fair. I want to start by saying how great is Dolph Ziggler when he's put in a position to succeed? He was incredible today. And look, he has right now a 100% win ratio on NXT and his strength of Ooh. opponents are second to none with every win he has over a former champion and over someone that some people might put on the Mount Rushmore of NXT. We've seen what happens when NXT has been brought to the big stage at the Royal Rumble and Survivor Series, but tonight we got to see what happens when the big stage comes to NXT. Yeah, Champa got woozy and after the beating he took and he ran into the cameraman outside but <laughs> champ sh- shouldn't have been on the outside of the ring to begin with it's out of bounds that's why the referee tries to count you, out wait, wait,
1: wait, you losing? Now,
0: i will i will say it was incredibly coincidental that it was robert who happened to be working on his photography hobby i'm not sure what a pro- hobby? Stop! A lot of people have a photography hobby. A lot of people are into it. Check Instagram sometimes, Flobo. You may yeah, have heard I, of it. Yeah, <laughs> I may have heard of his it. Photog- He's working on his photography hobby. He's trying to get some good photos, probably he's of still. his buddy. And Champa Woozily runs right into the guy as he's trying to work on his own stuff, trying to take a break from work. Ziggler gets to win. That's what's important. I don't really know why braun breaker came in there and started trying to hit people afterwards seemed a little little crazy but at the end of the day dolph ziggler continues his campaign to be the undisputed greatest nxt superstar of all time so,
1: uh, i would say plenty of times with the show there was a lot to unpack there first of all dolph ziggler He's up there. I, two weeks ago, you said this. I go, you know what? He looks pretty superstar. But you can't tell me, Robert Rugo, I'm going to practice my photography down in Orlando at the same time my buddy's in the match. And Choppers are gonna be like, oh, I'm so woozy. And just launch himself into a camera to get himself knocked out. Are you out of your mind, Jack Farmer?
0: How dare you assume I do dare. that just because a guy is in great shape, he can't have an artistic eye and can't have an artistic hobby to express himself.
1: I want to give a shout out to Keenan in the chat. Keenan asked if you guys were to add a female slash male member to the Dirty Dogs. Who would you add, Jack? Let me ask you.
0: A female member to or, the or male, I guess just an extra person. Yeah. Um that's a good question. Uh, because they're hey they're they're hanging around in NXT, so I would think someone from NXT should be that person. I'm going to say they should add Von Wagner. Uh, <laughs> I well, I guess I'm stone, you get two.
1: No, I, I guess that works. I was gonna go with, hey, look, they're, they're both guys that have tasted gold, but are this is always kind of overlooked over time. So I was thinking Dana Brooke, but I think a Von Wagner trio would work even better. So I'm they need
0: a mu- they need a big guy. They need muscle. That's why. I'm, that's what I'm thinking.
1: Poor Robert roos in the gym, like you want muscle. I'm trying every day. I go out there. Jack's like, no, we need more. <laughs> we need more. We muscle. You always
0: use more <laughs> muscle.
1: That is just terrible. He eating like one cracker a month, and just not enough for Jack Farmus.
0: Oh, I, I do always say Robert Roode is unfairly like the most jacked guy in wrestling that no one calls the Jack, like a jacked guy.
1: Uh, here's a question that that Dolph Ziggler said at the top of the show. I want your uh, opinion on that. Is Braun Breaker the biggest guy in Orlando
0: right now? He is. Yeah.
1: Is that something that is an insult, or is it just a fact of life?
0: Uh, Well, in Orlando, things change very, very quickly. Uh, The thing that I think is is troubling for me when it comes to Braun Breaker is uh, this connection he has with Tommaso Ciampa. I I think that's going to be his undoing if he doesn't do something about it. Uh, Like, Did you see how easily he was already sidetracked today? Uh, Someday he could be Brock Lesnar level, but for now... He needs to realize that you can't get there when you're saddled next to people who always need help fighting their battles. Brock Lesnar learned that he couldn't hold on to Shelton Benjamin forever. He had to let him go in order to reach his true potential. And Braun Breaker needs to learn to let Tommaso Ciampa go. Tommaso Ciampa wants to take that title from him. Braun Breaker should not be out there Defending Tommaso Champa. That's the problem. And that's why I say he's the biggest deal now. But if he doesn't learn to look out for number one and only number one, then there might be a problem. For a
1: long time, the NXT title division looked pretty desolate, but now Braun Breaker sits on the throne with Ciampa wanting a receipt. And then you have Dolph Ziggler in the mix. They're going to be at standing deliver. Talk about that in just a moment. But also Walter slash Gunther. And Solo Sokoa, which I did not see coming in a long time because Gunther understands he wants gold, but he has to go through Solo Sokoa because he do not respect the hell out of that map. And we're going to have ourselves a little bit of a side tussle too. Jack Farmer, I can't imagine a time where the NXT title has had so many contenders at once for such a long time. We've got to go back to what, 2018? 19?
0: How interesting that Gunther's here. And right now, the world title in the NXT. In NXT feels very nxt uk it feels very there's a lot of contenders for it right now because there's a lot of people who are just beating the brakes off of a lot of people all at the same time and that's Mm -hmm. a very nxt uk thing to have it's not typically something you see in nxt 2.0 so it's interesting as Gunther finds himself in this conversation that this is the way the world seems to be
1: I still call him Walter, not out of defiance. I just always slip. Tra- Krause will chance Walter. I'm not sure how long it's going to take. Uh, I think even Vic Joseph or Wade Barrett had to get corrected this week. No, I, Jim, Jimmy. No, I'm wrong. Jimmy called him Walter. I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was Jimmy. Uh, in my note, uh, if I'm honest, my notes said it a couple times. I, I, I was like, wait. I, I forced myself to go back and correct it because I'm trying to relearn and get the name correct. It's a hard thing to correct, but. It's part of wrestling, you know, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, and 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 whatnot. Yeah. Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona, Zach Ryder. Matt Cardona seemed easier than I expected it to be to get used to. For you know reason. what helped
1: out? His MC logo was close enough to the ZR logo. If it was something different, it might be. Okay, not the point of the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> moving on. North American title division got a little bit of action as Carmelo Hayes had a sit and watch as Trick Wilson got caved into the moon because Cameron Grimes can't be stopped. Dylan Matthews was saying this in the checkup weeks ago. He's saying Cameron Grimes is a little stale. Jack, this may be the start of a resurgence with Cameron Grimes, a chapter two, if not three, if you will.
0: Considering Cameron Grimes attacked Trick Williams out of nowhere and completely unprovoked, I thought Trick Williams handled himself really well. I- he didn't have enough to overcome one of the greatest in NXT attacking him from behind but he really made Cameron Grimes work and I think Trick should be very proud of how he showed out and held off Cameron Grimes.
1: I don't know about that, man. It was a mellowbration, you're right. Cameron Graves interrupted. You're right. But then Trick, Mill, Trick Williams did get caved into oblivion. So I don't know. You're supposed to be bad about it. You're supposed to be the champion's right-hand man. You can't be getting knocked around like that by a guy. The guy you're hanging out with beat soundly
0: a couple of weeks ago. Oh, last week, excuse me. This was someone again. He attacked him from behind. When you when you're attacked from behind, it's a whole different ballgame. I know for a fact. I can guarantee. I'd bet the farm that if this was just a straight up match without all the tomfoolery that happened right before it, Trick Williams would have gotten the easy dub. Wow, really? Yeah, you're no not just trolling me. Would have been no problem. You're, no you're problem. not trolling me.
1: You totally you yeah, don't mean
0: yeah, that. Cameron Grimes stands no chance against Trick Williams. Are you kidding me? Like, I mean, look at, look at, just look at how in shape Trick Williams is. Look at how quick he is on, on how quickly he can think of things and and say things. He's he's miles ahead of Cameron Grimes.
1: You're messing with me.
0: You're absolutely I, messing with I me. I would never do
1: that. Oh, of course you wouldn't. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but Give
0: but I of- want to talk about that mellow Think about who was out there. By the way, you had mm-hmm. Carmelo Carmelo Hayes out there. Pete Dunn comes out, one of the one of the most storied names in NXTs out there. Cameron Grimes comes out there and attacks everyone, but who stood out in that segment? It was the A Champ. It was Carmelo. He's he's such a star.
1: Mm-hmm. What's holding him back? Time? A Rasa change? What are you talking what about? Hold,
0: what do you mean? Holding him back?
1: What's holding, what's holding
0: him back? He's. he's To the moon, the moon isn't high enough for Carmelo Hayes. He's there's no what do you mean holding him back? He's continually blasting off.
1: Okay, do you think that Carmelo Hayes is worthy of being intercontinental United States champion? Yeah, do you think he's worthy of being on the main roster? Yeah, so what has to change? A draft,
0: a a surprise entrance? he He doesn't need to, he's already he's still got things he can do in NXT, he's a completionist. It's like When you beat a video game, but you didn't get the 100% complete, so you got to go finish all the other little things. That's what he's doing. He's finding all the little hidden treasures scattered throughout the map area that is now open now that the game's been beaten. That's what he's doing.
1: I'm not going to contest this because someone's going to clip this out and tag him, and then Carmel's going to get you tickets to NXT, and I'll be outside like, Jack, remember me? And you're like, no. No. Who? Who's (laughs) that? I'm a fan too. All right, (laughs) uh let's talk about one of your favorites here duke hudson had a pretty eventful week not only did he get involved with dante chen and make quick work of him and the match didn't really happen he's getting a little inroads there bringing up some past stuff in the Hartwell and making out persia parada duke hudson went from a guy playing poker to being this linchpin of that first hour of NXT 2.0 what's going on with your boy
0: well, he got attacked from behind, but he was able to overcome, and he was Come. able to get the win over Dante Chen with that cool outsider's edge-looking powerbomb move he did there. Yeah, I say Outsider outsider's Dead, edge. I'm, WCW I'm you a WCW do- guy. Wait a, a minute. I'm a WWE guy. It was the outsider's edge. <laughs> Fine. I'll allow it. I, uh, I'll i be honest. I, I wrote razor's edge in my notes, and I corrected it just to be a jerk.
1: <laughs> I'm a mark. I have it down as high cross. That's what Seamus called it.
0: But, uh, <laughs> okay. Well,
1: <laughs> hey, uh, hey, 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 say Patty's there on the corner. Leave me alone.
0: In any case, <laughs> Duke Hudson may not have a title, but he's definitely got the heart of a champion. And I think that's one of the reasons why Persia loves him, why Indy obviously still loves him, and why she's getting so jealous over the fact that he's hanging out with Persia now, and even why Dexter's getting a little bit jealous of him.
1: I don't know about you, man. I'm sitting there watching all shaking my head, disgusted. These are incredibly attractive Australian people with their sexual energy. I want to see
0: wrestling, not love. This but why do you have such an icy heart? You know, uh-huh. I mean, Duke Hudson's out here just trying to have a career and balancing his love life, like the girls from Sex in the City that I know a show is a show you love. It's <sighs> I, don't, I I think we should be cheering for him He's balancing family and work In a really beautiful way And even though he had his head shaved He didn't let that slow him down From being the man he believes to be
1: So help me out with uh, Brooks Jensen Why is he so un-Duke Hudson-like? This whole
0: thing the, this Brooks dance thing is weird, man. Like, first off, the recording a video. How do you not know like just hop on Tinder, buddy? What are you doing recording these 1980 dating videos? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Low expectations. Uh,
0: um, but uh, the other thing that's really weird to me is why is Briggs so mean about it? He's like Brooks is like, "Hi, I'm looking for someone special." What are you doing, looking for someone? Like, geez, dude, get out of his. Way. What? That's why? the best
1: impression of. Him. What are you doing? Like,
0: why is he so aggressively angry at Brooks trying to find a girlfriend?
1: Hey, man, people are single; they're jealous. Uh, hold on, Dylan Majesty said this; I thought it was pretty true. There's not one unattractive person in Australia, unless they're from Tasmania, which is true because they have a town called Hobart, which already sounds kind of weird.
0: Uh, but, but oh. So, there's a, a, a little devil I know from Tasmania who's quite cute.
1: <laughs> you're just going to flop everybody. Hey, hey man, you're going to come in a big cyclone. Leave me. I was nice to you, Tasmanian devil. Yes. Uh, looks don't, like don't put
0: a hole in the middle of me, the shape of your cyclone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly, Keenan. Brooks is mad he can't get Casey. Uh, it looks like Fallon Henley's with them long term. I think that's a good move for her. I think it helps mm-hmm. me look to establish her after to stick out. I uh, just in the interest of time is going to roll on. Uh, Andre Chase and Robert Stone are on a collision course. You know, Von Waggins and Andre Chase for lunch. but I'm here for that. That's what right, I said. It. I don't think Chase used to walk away with the win
0: here. Chase is still using the whole angry teacher thing. I thought we had moved on to just being teachable moments, but you know. You're right. I think Suitman Stone. The thing about Suitman Stone and his guy (laughs) Von Wagner is, uh, I think while Chase is still trying to divide his time between teaching and wrestling, Von Wagner is just focused on championships, and that's going to be the difference maker. And I think Von Wagner is going to get the win.
1: Is he? He's been backstage for a month. What focus?
0: He had to get suited, you know, and they had to measure in, in and tailor his outfits and things like that. That's part of being a champion. Flobo is wearing suits.
1: I wouldn't know. I'm always the number one contender. which you can buy that T-shirt at Flopito. Uh That's <laughs> a transition. Hey, uh, let's talk about one of my favorite segments of the night: Grayson Walla with Sanga and versus L.A. Knight. But Grayson Waller actually got the win. I know you weren't surprised, but I was sure as hell because the million-dollar megastar had all the momentum in the world, so much so that after the match, he got his whippings in. Makes you wonder, does it really even matter that he lost the matchup? Grayson Waller, LA Knight, doesn't seem far from over.
0: I know a lot of people wanted Grayson Waller to lose and they wanted LA Knight to win. And a lot of people thought this was going to be the chance for LA Knight to really stick it to Grayson Waller. But tonight, Waller just out-wrestled LA Knight. You, You can get mad about it and you can, of course, I'm sure you have your justifications for why you think something happened but at the end of the day waller knew where he was in the ring he was able to block la knight and he rolled him up for a three count a very great wrestling maneuver knight was completely out of the line when he attacked waller after the match i think knight should i think he's out out of line wanting to continue this i think the win loss column says that this should be done and grayson waller should move on to championships i think that this is something that is completely ridiculous and grayson waller you know if if they had a sid scalia i'm sure that la knight would continue to get whatever he wants but grayson waller says this is done if they should move on i'm over it
1: i'm are short on time i'm to ask you a question as a phantom gm so put on that hat or slick back hair, if you're since Gallia. You have LA Knight, who is just basically, it has the NXT crowd eating at the palm of their hands. He's just a next level. He feels like the rock of that brand. Mm-hmm. Do you keep him there to help other people get into that sphere, get other people some of that shine? Or you say, this act cannot be contained in Orlando. Gotta put this guy on the road, put him to a main roster.
0: You talk about what's holding back Carmelo Hayes. I think that right now the person being held back is LA Knight. He's someone that needs to get on that main roster. He needs to be on Raw. He needs to be on SmackDown. He needs to be doing his promos in front of massive crowds. He's got it. He's got everything you want. There's no reason at this point he should not be on uh, Raw or SmackDown.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, In the interest of time, one quick question, yes or no. We saw backstage, security video, Draco Anthony being talked to by Joe Gacy. Is Draco getting recruited or is this going to be a fight?
0: Well, if Draco's smart, he's going to join in. As as Gacy says, it's better to, to be have friends than be alone. So I think that he's uh, he's going to join them. I don't like the word "recruited" because that makes it sound like it's something other than just a group of friends, all like minded.
1: That's exactly what a cult is, Jack.
0: That's what friendships are. If if you weren't so alone in your little hole of life, you would uh, you would know. But this is just what friendships are.
1: You tell me
0: it's people that always hang out together and believe and think the exact same things at all times, wear the same clothes, do the same things. And they try to change the minds of people who are different. That's just a basic friend group.
1: Oh, so it's cool to have these friends. <laughs> I don't know if I want these friends.
0: This, you get together, you hang out, you drink Kool-Aid. It's typical. <laughs> <French thing. laughs>
1: Only once though. Uh- so the the big news going into NXT 2.0 is that stand and deliver returns this time without the takeover moniker it's going to air at that saudi arabia time night one of wrestlemania at 12 p.m eastern so saturday morning wrestling more afternoon wrestling might be the new permanent spot for nxt especially if wrestlemania becomes two nights permanently which is pretty much all but confirmed jack farmer hey stand deliver goes from being a tv presentation to a pay-per-view Good for business or bad
0: for business? Is this going to be on before WrestleMania? Yep. Night
1: one WrestleMania, 12 o'clock Eastern. So about four hours before, five hours before the main show.
0: I don't know if I like that time because I think that you are going to make people choose whether or not they watch it live or basically sit through like 10 hours of wrestling in one day. Uh, There's a break in there. I mean, if you're there live, like if you go to, if you're, if you're there in Dallas, which maybe that's the point, you yeah. could make it a fun day. But if you're someone at home, it becomes now a very all day thing.
1: Yeah. Because it's, it's like a layover because I think if memory serves, the time this ends, you'll have between a four and six hour break. Before getting back, maybe three hours, and you get something to eat and come back. So, maybe a long day if you get both tickets. But if you're an NXT hound and you want to go see NXT Live and watch WrestleMania in your room, you have both options that day. You don't have to wait a separate day to do your thing. I don't know. I thought it was kind of an interesting case here this year.
0: It's interesting. We'll see how it goes. I, like I said, if you're there, if I'm there in Dallas, I'd want to go to both shows and, and make a day out of it. And, mm-hmm. and that, that'd be fun. If I'm at home, though, I feel like it's very hard for me to look at all of my responsibilities, look at friends and family, whatever, and be like, I am going to sit on the couch from 12 to however long takeover is, or, or prelude is, let's say 12 to two. Eastern, and yep. and then again from like five to eight. And then I'm going to do it again the next day. To me, that that's a very... Big weekend. That's a lot of wrestling in one day that I think when you're at home, it might be overkill.
1: Yeah. So to just use Eastern time zones, there it will be 12 or 11 a.m. pre show, 12 Eastern to about 3 Eastern. And then 8 or 7.30 p.m. Eastern to about 11 p.m. So it is a long day with a gap in there. But my next question was actually alluded to by Dylan Matthews. Uh, everyone likes two nights of WrestleMania, but having two nights, NXT has to land somewhere. The Hall of Fame has to land somewhere. Is this too much for WWE specifically? I know there's a bunch of wrestling for events, but is this too much for, rest, for WWE especially? We like the idea of two-night WrestleMania, but everything else kind of seems like tacked on and that on.
0: Yeah, are you referring to Dill Matthews in the chat? It said, I heard Hall of Fame is straight after SmackDown.
1: Two for one tickets, correct.
0: Um, I think that makes sense for the Hall of Fame. Um, because then it's it's something that if you want to stick around for the Hall of Fame, you can. If you're not a Hall of Fame person, you don't have to. Um, if I Again, if I was there, I would stick around. If I'm at home, honestly, I, I probably would just wait for the highlights. It's usually how I watch the Hall of Fame. I don't usually watch it straight out. Straight out um So that's not. I think that's fine. I think we. When you're in town, when you're there, and there's a lot of stuff happening, it's easier to watch the whole thing. I think.
1: Oh, good to know. I didn't know your. I knew Jack Blue Eyes because he was a cult leader. Well, damn. See, Jack's friends. It's a cult confirmed. Proven.
0: As, uh, as Creed on the Office says, you can be a leader or a follower. You make more money as a leader, but you have more fun as a follower.
1: That that is actually pretty sound advice. <laughs> well, all right, I watch the Office eventually. Yeah.
0: I'm <laughs> over sometimes. <laughs>
1: I submit. Jack Fuller, we're on our hour, bro. Uh, you know what a time it is. MVP of NXT, who's looking out for you this week?
0: This week, it has to be Dolph Ziggler. In one match, he put himself in NXT title contention. I don't know if anyone else has ever done that in the history of NXT. I'm sure maybe somewhere down the line they have, but I'm just going to say this is the first time it's ever happened. And Dolph Ziggler, again, proving to be the greatest superstar to ever be in NXT.
1: Uh, I got to give it to Solo here. Again, to what I said before, because Solo is having that thing with Gunter, they're almost kind of in this weird 1A situation between both titles, and that make, makes it a lot more fun and interesting for me. I like my little side quest. Why not? And, of course, Isla Dawn. You get a little getting too, because you used to get carried out of nowhere, and now you're the presumptive number one contender. So shout out to Isla Dawn as well uh if you guys are watching live let us know how you did today in the chat if you listen to the audio version give us a five-star rating on that spotify or that apple podcast but nothing me shilling jack farmer now it's your turn to show if someone wants to find you online how they do that bro
0: you can find me at real jack farmer across all social media you can also check out my merch now available on what a maneuver go check out what a maneuver and look for my name you can see it on my logo on shirts and tank tops and sweatshirts and all that good stuff. Make sure to check it out on What a Maneuver. Uh, more designs are coming as well. Check that out. Buy a shirt. Support the homie, as Flobo would say.
1: <laughs> it's whatamaneuver.com slash like farmer or just whatamaneuver.com? And
0: whatamaneuver.net slash collections slash Jack-Farmer. <laughs> okay. Rolls right off the tongue.
1: Oh yeah, I'm kinda of, I'm kinda of surprised to see what your wrestling logos are gonna be. That'd be kind of fun yeah. to watch.
0: Yeah, so right now it's technically under music section section because it's the DJ logo, but um, you can um, again if you go to whatamaneuver.com, you can just go and dot uh, net shop, dot sorry, whatamaneuver.net. net. Uh, I'm new to this. <laughs> Uh, if, you just, if you just go to, there's a drop-down shop by store, and you, it's all alphabetical. You can just scroll down to right. J and see Jack Farmer and click that.
1: The fighting champion of the city, the Tacoma Street Legend Jack Farmer. Yes. <laughs> I would buy that T-shirt. You get one in the boxing style, and it's like picture your face do one of these. I would totally buy that.
0: I might do that. That'd be fun, <laughs> Tacoma Street Legend. <laughs> no right. one in Tacoma knows who I am, but whatever.
1: Oh, they will now. Uh, yeah, flobito.com, F-L-O-B-I-T-O.com, drapedandgold.com, drapedandgold.com. And please, if you like NXUK, tell a friend about it. It's going to be going on time and Mac Mania. A Spotify original presented by The Ringer, available Tuesdays on your favorite podcasting service and device. But until the next episode of Draped Gold, until next week, Jack Farmer, hear the words.
0: Do your best and be yourself.